I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Kiss from a rose, kiss, kiss from a rose. Kiss from a rose, kiss, kiss from a rose. Kiss from a rose, kiss, kiss from a rose. Kiss from a rose, kiss from a rose. Kiss the rose. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five, five sketch ideas. Sketch ideas. I thought I... we said it together now. <laughs> well, not now. No, clearly well, not now. Well, no, as of today, we've started not saying it not together. Not saying it together. Just the five sketch ideas part. Yeah, all right. You know, oh. it was one of those unspoken <laughs> things that I thought that, you know, you realize that you, you yeah. think you know a guy. Yeah, Uns- in an unspoken way. Well, there's a lot of unspoken things that it turns out they're unspoken because one of the people didn't know it was worth speaking about. Well, yeah, anyway. <laughs> the, uh, just because like, I wanted to dig deeper into that because your sentence, when you say one person didn't know it was worth speaking about, doesn't mean that they didn't know about it. That's, that is true. I, yeah. I, knew, I knew that we were doing it that way. All right. Just... I was trying to just get on with my life, Alistair. No, that's you know. okay. You know what? I'm going to forgive you. I, I I regard you as something to be overcome. And somebody with whom <laughs> you come up with five <laughs> sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. All right. We're back. Yeah. I think in a way we mended that friendship. <laughs> that friendship. Yeah. That one over there. Do you think you could have a sketch where two guys just have to mend a friendship? Well... I'm sorry to say, Alistair, mm. that my mind is instantly thinking of an actual ship, okay. a friendship. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, now that I've and, said that, yeah, maybe uh, we can move on. But do you think? Do you think it's the? But the friendship that they're trying to mend, mm. the the one that is a ship, <laughs> an actual, an ship. actual ship. Do you think that that, in a way, is a metaphor, a very, very <laughs> obvious metaphor for their friendship? I, I absolutely think it is. And I think it is, as well as being an actual ship, yeah. that on this occasion is called the friendship. Yeah. Right? The friendship? No. Okay. <laughs> the friendship. Mm. Friendship. Uh, they are. They are also mending their their their, their literal friendship. Mm. Yeah. You couldn't have two guys mending a friend their their friendship like their their bond between them mm. as a metaphor for them mending, mending an actual an actual ship, ship called the friendship. <laughs> how do you do? How would you do that? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'd like to see you try. Um. Well, <laughs> okay, Cause, okay, cause... okay. What about okay? That is great. That thing is great. There, there may be a, like a simpler way that we could, or we could just, on a basic level, have. What about two people mm-hmm. who are <laughs> working on their relationship as a way to avoid a very practical and physical problem in their lives? Right. So, like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, even even they go along to <laughs> relationship counselling or something, and there's like, <laughs> so, so but there, there, there's a thing like there's a big pile of bricks in the middle of the driveway that they're refusing to move. Yeah, because they, they spend all their time at relationship counselling focusing <laughs> on these emotional problems. So they're they're in a way they're kind of procrastinating doing work by. Yeah. Yes, B- bonding with their wives or with their relationship together. Exactly, they're, they're they're fixing the relationship when really the problem, and and maybe even this is what the relationship counselor says to them that I don't think this is the real problem. I don't think you guys have a relationship problem. <laughs> oh, what no, this, we do. What is this really about? Yeah, that's good. If you look deeper, <laughs> and then they need to go and I don't know, speak to a a brick remover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so, regretting choosing the pile of bricks. The pile, so wait, wait, but in your mind is the the problem that he's got a pile of bricks that just needs to be removed. Yes. 
Yeah. Like they had a house built. They had too many bricks. Too many bricks. And they've just left that pile there. And instead of dealing with that very concrete problem, or yeah. in this case, clay. Cement. Cement. Or mud. <laughs> mud. Uh, they are uh, t- trying to trying to fix their relationship. Or concrete. I think I've stated it very clearly. Could you make bricks out times. of concrete? Yeah. No, oh, I think yeah. that's what Besser blocks are made from. Oh, yeah. Is that what you build a hospital out of? It feels like absolutely. You yeah. build a well. You build a regional hospital out of Besser bricks. Probably not. A, actually, look. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, thank, I, this, I appreciate it. <laughs> in this day and age, you build a hospital out of prefabricated concrete. Okay, you get it cast mm-hmm. uh, into big slabs, and you see them being taken down the road by yeah. a, by a long semi trailer. They look like and they're then not. They piece them together. They look like you know. Although they seem like they're a good solution. Uh, they don't. It never looks like you you can carry an efficient amount on no, every ch- truck. Absolutely, it's like two, two yeah. per truck. Yeah, which is crazy. That seems like you know you're you're you you know what you're saving in sort of building costs. It seems like you're probably spending on uh, trucks, bloody trucks, transport, transport. But that's what everything is about these days, right? It's all about finding efficiencies in manufacture and then putting all the work into transport. That's why, like, we have shipping containers and things can be made in China and then transported all the way across the world. Yeah, right. It's not about building things. You build them as far away as possible and then transport them as cheaply (laughs) as you can. If we could find a way to build things on the moon and then transport them here... Just chuck them from the moon. Chuck them. them. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Just low gravity, just up there working, and then you just pass them to the chucker. Yeah. It's just a guy with a good left arm. Yeah. I don't know why I chose left. Well, it's because it's a, such a strange profession. You would imagine that he would have a quirk, like being exactly, a, a quirk. Like a, like a left-handed person. A maybe bit of a Molly have, Duker. Maybe you have two. You have a righty and a lefty, and they can sort of work in tandem, like an opening batsman. Uh, like back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> they could actually, like, they could they could lay with, um, not lay, but sit with ba- the, their backs up against each other so that they don't have to lay with their heads in the mud. <laughs> Is that from... Uh, Forrest Gump? Yeah. Great. I think that thing about avoiding uh, phys- a, a real problem by trying to fix problems with your relationship is, is, is really good. Okay. I think that's... look. I think that's... I, I liked it too. Um, um, but then I also like two guys who are trying to uh, build rebuild a ship called the Friendship. Um, and it's a really obvious metaphor for their friendship. And I'm not quite sure in which case, what, in what sense it is a comedy sketch. You think it might be a drama sketch? Could be a dramedy. I think you need to get closer to the mic. Oh, I think you need to get closer to to uh, my shit mic, my mic to avoid pile right. of bricks. I oh, just the my inability to come up with a funny ending to that sentence is really going to haunt me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can we do something with a with a with a with a guy? Or a, girl, a, a, a family that's being haunted. And again, we're going back into these metaphors. But like, what if it's being haunted by, you know, you, you've got to move into... Okay, you, it, it, you're you reading the will of a long-lost great yeah. aunt, okay? Yeah. Uh, you... Uh, Look, I feel it's an uncle. An uncle. Yeah, great. a great uncle. Long-lost great uncle, yeah. okay? I think you... there needs to be more men in our sketches. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think... Because, wait... I'm going to try and guess what you're going to say. Yes. Right? Uh, and you can you can have the house, but you do have to spend the night. Yes. Remember, though, that the house is haunted yes. with, by, by the, the, <laughs> his inability to come up with clever quips at the dinner parties that he held there. Exactly. And so That's exactly it. <laughs> All right? And so there's constantly moments in which, or, you know, you, you, maybe he sees apparitions. Of like awkward moments from <laughs> dinner parties that he's attended. The the house is full of awkward silences <laughs> where something funny could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, a unfinished business. By business, I mean uh, uh, witticisms. Unfinished witticisms. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, I'm gonna write it down because I feel like that's. Um, House. A, uh, a or a person who returns with unfinished business, but really all it is is not being able to come up with a comeback for like a a, a really stinging barb, which they were thrown by a um, an enemy. 
anemone. <laughs> it's actually anemone, isn't it? It's Andy, a, I wouldn't know. It's a sea anemone, not anemone. It will, no, no, it definitely doesn't have enemy in the word. Yeah, because I, I spent probably the first 25 years of my life thinking it was sea anemone. Uh, before I found it's anemone. And anemone is very silly. That is not the way a word should be constructed. Uh, yeah, no, it's it. It definitely sounds like it's a jumble of letters. Yeah, like it's it's you know it's it's somebody's some, take, taken a a good word and messed it up and gone. I'm naming it that. There's some words where the typo is the correct spelling, like yeah, you, like um, if you just made typos, you'd you'd be closer to to it than if you tried to think about it. Yeah, like if you take out apostrophes in in words. What? Like, if you don't put the apostrophes in words... Oh, and like, don't. Yeah, don't, and or... And it just becomes don't. Yeah. Um, don't. That should be a word. That's a great word. It could don't. Be don't. It could be don't. It could still be don't. <laughs> no, like, don't. We have loads of things in English where we've allowed the, 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 the pronunciation The apostrophes be, have gone. No, we've allowed the pronunciation to be weird, to sp- like, you know, to not be consistent with the spelling. Totally. That is actually a rule. That, that is what English, English is. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so it's it's a not... it's a it's a language built entirely out of inconsistencies. Yeah, and look, it's and it's helped, but yet it's structurally quite solid. Well, yeah, it's like organic. It's like an organic structure that achieves strength. It's kind of through its, its you know, flexibility, flexibility, you know? yeah, and 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 co- complexity. A lot and, of things that get com- complex, uh, they they get more fragile, like a like like a supply chain, like rock stars. <laughs> you think a rock star? Wait, yeah, if they're really complex. Com- they're kind of fragile. Like you know, their ego is, is, could easily be damaged. They could go over the edge at any time. They've uh, just got so much going on that. Uh, but I reckon the ones that have gone over the edge have been quite simple. <laughs> and then we've just at first they came, they just came across as complex, like right. your Jim Morrison's and your Amy Winehouses and your Sid Barretts, your Sid Barretts and things like that. They're probably just actually quite simple people. Yep. In 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 uh, complex situations like heading a fronting a band that has achieved some kind of success. Yes. Um, but then what about guys like uh, who's the guy that, who, who leads? Uh, Eric Clapton. Of, no, no, I keep thinking ca- calling him news radio, but the other one there, the TV on the radio. No, 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 Radiohead. No. Radiohead, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy who fronts that, he seems complex. Tom York. Yeah. He seems complex, and yet he's, you're saying he's uh, stable. He's, he he's held very it together. very stable, yeah. Right. Like, I I can't even yeah. imagine that he's had one drug overdose. Right. So, <laughs> what you're saying is that, like, it's sort of maybe not the complex ones, but, like, the ones with, like, a real sort of single-minded love of, say... Heroin. Yeah, I would say yeah. That that, that. <laughs> that are the ones that are likely to be fragile and to go over the edge. Yeah, the ones, the ones who like you know. Let's say maybe maybe Tom York loves also loves heroin, but 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 he's got he's other not, stuff going yeah, on as well. Yeah, exactly. He also loves cocaine. Re- remaining alive. Yes, you know? <laughs> that's just one of the things he loves. Because I could go on. Because maybe people like you know who who. Who died? Maybe they weren't thinking about staying alive as much, you know. And that's gonna be like the fear that enters my mind when I think about doing certain things. Sometimes it's, you know, back in the day when I was doing drugs, uh, that fear was also, you know, also stops you from uh, taking way more. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Okay. And and it and I mean, we joke, Alistair, but I mm. think you're onto something here. Maybe. Look, I've. I, look, I'm, I not, think, I'm not going to claim I, I I understand the nature of, of addiction. <laughs> of addiction, but um, but 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 I think I think just whether or not you love something more than you love being alive is a pretty good barometer of whether or not that thing might end up killing you. Yeah, yeah, that's why a pretty good that's why barometer. There's a chance that being eaten by this whale is going to kill me. Because I love it more than life itself. I mean, there are some... I think there are probably a lot of things out there mm. that we might be really addictive, but they're just so deadly 
that yeah. no one's ever had a chance to do it more than once. But, well, like yeah. being eaten by a whale could, in fact, be the most addictive thing on earth. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's so deadly. It's also so fatal. Like really, when you get eaten by a whale, it's sort of like a an instant overdose. I don't think there's, it's possible to not overdose on being eaten by a whale. Do you think if you go in through the mouth that you can get out through the blowhole? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. Maybe you can. Because they blow water. It's the blowhole. You blow water out there. Yeah. Or does just do they get water in their lungs all the time? Does that water go into their lungs? Oh, imagine that salt water in your lungs. Oh. Oh. I mean, they must, I would say have a good system for dealing with that. Because you don't see them coughing a lot. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I reckon it would be like constantly being like snorkeling. So you just, you've always got that little bit of water that's kind of like sitting in oh. the bottom, just kind of like, so there's always a little gurgle, you know, you that's can't just breathe dis- oh, clearly. It's the worst. It is you the know? worst. And, and, and you know how like, That's what having emphysema is. Really? Yeah, oh. I think they've always just got a bit of liquid in their lungs and just kind of slight gurgling. I think what it, being having being a whale would be like having emphysema, emphysema. or snorkeling. And and imagine how how much like you know like some you know when you come out of cold water and there's a cold wind. Right? Yes. Yeah, you know, and then you kind of your nose is all blocked up with salt water, and you're like, yes. I'm already sick. I can feel it. <laughs> That's probably... Imagine a, what a cold would be like for a whale. Imagine having a cold in the ocean. Oh! <laughs> just, just how much you did, don't want to have that. But can, can they sneeze? Can Do whales have nostrils? Well, that's what the blowhole is, I think. Really? So that's their Maybe nose. when they blow things out the blowhole... That is just a sneeze. Yeah. Well, that, if that is... Okay, I don't but, think it's a sneeze. But see, our mouth is connected to our nose in a, mm. in a way. Yeah. In the, through the pipes. Oh, yeah. So they, they would be taking in a lot of water when they're eating plankton. So Yep. So they, ta- they take it in yep. and then they push it past, out past, through the baleen, right? And they filter out the stuff in the... With with the baleen, mm-hmm. is it the baleen those those sort of bristly, teeth? Te- bristly weird bristly like, it's teeth? Like mouth mustache. Oh. Would you have that? Would, Would I you have baleen? Like a mouth, like a mustache on the inside. <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be like being a reverse Tom Selleck. My dad <laughs> reverse Tom Selleck. Like you know, an inverse Tom Selleck, like a, like yeah. an inside out Tom Selleck. That sounds like a figure skating move. <laughs> but but yet it's being a whale. It's actually what it is to be a whale. A reverse Tom Selleck with <laughs> emphysema. <laughs> this is that's a that's a that's a fun way to um to <laughs> I know we always come back to Darwin yeah. that is the voyage of the Beagle. But like <laughs> With uh no, let's it's not Darwin, it's Joseph Banks on oh, the voyage really? of Cook coming to Australia, okay. say, right? Uh and he did descriptions of all the flora and fauna that he saw. <laughs> but for him to 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 examine the ways in which he describes these creatures that he encounters. Yeah. And if he has an idiosyncratic way of describing them. Yeah. Such as describing a whale as a reverse Tom Selleck with emphysema. <laughs> with a touch of emphysema. Because <laughs> they used to do um, uh, those beautiful, like elaborate wildlife drawings. Yeah. And, you know, Banks's diaries are full of drawings of specimens and that sort of thing. But if you didn't have the gift of the drawing, no. but if you were just really good at painting a picture with your words, That's you right. wouldn't need that. And in fact, uh, you know, it could take hours to days to do a decent drawing of a whale but if you could just a reverse tom Selleck with emphysema i've got it boom I've pictured it yeah i don't need to draw it well you shouldn't be bringing a goddamn biologist you should be bringing a poet that is that is very good yeah 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 having a poet on board to sort of just have a what about this uh, a person who's a caricature artist 
right? You know, you go along yeah. in the street and there's someone who will draw a picture of you with like, <laughs> with like your f- facial features heightened, you know, your nose really big or something like that. Yeah. What is a guy of that who doesn't do it, do drawing? But who just describes you really in a really exaggerated yeah. summarizes you in a sentence. Uh, you got floppy ears and uh, your teeth are really gappy. That'll just, be fifty bucks. Thanks. Pay what you think it's worth. <laughs> it's just a roast master. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. A street roast master who <laughs> just come on, yeah, please. Can you insult me and my girlfriend? And then he's got a a, a board. <laughs> Sorry, he's got a board there with like. Uh, descriptions of a lot of celebrities, celebrities that he's done. <laughs> just like a bucktooth Nancy girl. <laughs> you know, like that's Brad Pitt. You know, um, yeah. and he's in a uh, he's in a convertible. Yeah, <laughs> and he's roller skating, and he's got some skis. You know, because that's what they do with caricatures. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, All right, we've been cats. we've been through a lot of stuff, Alistair. Let's okay. just see if we can just boil it down. What do right. we got? What do we like? Wait, were we talking about whales? Whales. What was the What was the good bit the about reverse whales? Tom Selleck with the, with emphysema? Was that the good bit? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so. I mean, what were we? Well, talking? Oh no! Oh. But the, being oh, eaten right. by a whale could be highly addictive. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna write. I'm going to write all, th- I think there's three ideas. I'm going to write them down all as one idea. Wow. Because I f- okay. feel like they're all partial ideas. I d- I d- I, I, okay, you, yeah, sure. No? Write it. Oh, well, I, I think, okay, say that one about the um, highly addictive properties. Okay. Yeah. What if that was done in the sense of like a presentation of like a drug uh, educator or something okay. talking to school kids, okay? And he's talking about things that are really, really addictive and also really, really dangerous. Mm. Maybe... Maybe he's got a, even a, a sort of one of those, a scatter plot, right? Where like sort of on the left-hand side uh, is like things that are not very addictive. And then on the right-hand side are things that are very addictive. And then there's also on the vertical axis, there's like things that are not very deadly and then things that are very deadly. Sure, okay? yeah. And then so in the top right-hand corner mm. is going to be being eaten by a whale, right? Yeah. Because it is... Highly addictive, but also highly deadly. So you probably won't get to experience the addiction. Yeah, like withdrawals. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. So yeah, sure. Okay. Presentation to school kids. I feel like that's a that's a thing we can explore, you know, in a humorous fashion. Sure, 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 the, sure. Uh, the, the idiosyncrasies, the um, specificalities of that... Uh, Trying to explain those concepts, <clears throat> and then uh, now the reverse Tom Selleck. By the way, Sid, yeah. Sid Barrett, yeah, who was the original lead singer of Pink Floyd. Yep, his name seems like he should have a name, a disease named after him. Don't you think? Like, like Sid Barrett syndrome. Sid, yeah, or um... you've got Sid Barrett's. Yeah, Sid Barrett's is pretty good. It, it, it sounds like it would be like a lung or like a growth disorder. Sid's Barrett's? Oh, yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. What, do you feel like that's a whole sketch? I know I, I really I really pushed for it. With with the Sid Barrett syndrome? No, definitely not that. No. no. The, uh, the the d- drug presentation. Um, look, I've written it down. I think I think that there's definitely something. And look, we're, we're we're just put trying to create a situation in which somebody can talk about this things that are. Yes, indeed. Um, it could be any situation. Yeah, well, not any situation. Well, not any situation. Any appropriate situation. Can't just be two dogs sitting in there, like in a weird kind of. <laughs> two dogs in a in a pram. It's not, yeah, it's not two dogs covered in, in a... custard. Yeah, no, you, that's I mean, not a that you can't. They couldn't be that unless they're talking dogs. I mean, then <laughs> I'll suppose, <go> guess. <laughs> and then oh well, then this is one of those situations where they're doing something addictive, but isn't actually all that deadly unless you drown in the custard. But as long as you got you're able to swim in custard, then you should be fine. You should be fine. The, the dogs too, are they educating a class of. <laughs> Are they a substitute teacher? The two dogs in yeah, a pram covered in custard. The substitute teacher come in to teach drug teacher. ed to the grade sevens. Well, they've just found that it's so difficult for regular substitute teachers because the, the kids always fuck with them, <laughs> and that it's easier these days to just hire two dogs in a pram covered in custard because the kids don't really know how to deal with that. 
and so in a way it gives the dogs the upper hand. And that's when you, you gotta get him on the back foot. Yeah, and that's when you hit him with the bloody drug talk. <laughs> now you got their attention. It's so hard to cut through to the kids these days. What with YouTube and your bloody Pinterest and all that. <laughs> I, you know, forget the kids giving the teacher a false name. <laughs> Teacher doesn't care. Teacher doesn't care. You're right? not going to get one over the teacher because no. he's two dogs. He's two dogs in a pram. <laughs> <laughs> not even a twin pram. It's just a regular one kid pram. It's two dogs. So they're sort of on top of each other. <laughs> not, they're not sliding around. <laughs> but they're strapped in. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be teaching this class. If they could press play on a VHS as good as the next. <laughs> Which is not that <laughs> the next well. Te- which is not that well, but because the next teacher is a is a pig <laughs> is a, <laughs> in a boot. Is a pig in a single boot. He's got <laughs> he's got all four legs in one gum boot, and the gum boot's stuck in mud. <laughs> so I don't know if that can be included in it somehow, but anyway. <laughs> um, before when we were when we were. When we're talking about whale. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I really like the idea that we're doing a show about guess how whales work. (laughs) (laughs) Can it be a panel show? Can it be like QI or something like a kind of a quiz? (laughs) It's like, like how do whales work? Yeah. And I mean, like it's a fun show. Like, I mean, it's a fun <laughs> idea. Like, I would watch that. That is a great show. Well, I mean, I don't have any seasons. Well, this is what the ga- this is what the game is, right? It's so it doesn't necessarily have to be just guess. Like guess guess how this bit of an animal works in a way, like right? Uh, or guess how this animal bit works, right? And so then you go how how does like like a yeah. dog sweating work? Yeah, like that. Right? right? How and does then, a um an echidna's reproductive system work. Yeah. Like, what does a... Like, or you just go like, all right, describe to me what you think an echidna's <laughs> dick looks like. Well, it's like a fist, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It's got three holes in the end and it looks like a little fist. It's crazy. Three-hole fist. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Anyway. I didn't know that. And but you would if you watched the show, and I would have got full points. Oh man! Oh, yeah, but look, so you could have two. You could just have two contestants, or you yeah. have two teams of two. Yep. Right. And the way that you get past, so I reckon one person from each team gets to have a guess uh, from the, the from the thing, so that there's you know, uh, so that there's fairness, so that everybody get you know has yep. to deal with that. But because the first person who gets to explain it, yep, sort of. Gives the other second person advantage. You're basically constantly flipping who gets to start. Yep. Like yep. that. And I guess somebody... I like it gets if it's closest. just whales. I, like, you know... I mean, as a, as a TV show... Yeah. Sure, Alistair, you, you broaden it. But <laughs> for my money, as a sketch, it's how do whales work? Hello and welcome back to how do oh, whales right. work. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's great. As a sketch, look, this could actually work as a sketch. Yeah. I, I was actually trying to turn this into a full panel show. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, but hey. but the how do how do whales work panel show yeah. sketch? Yeah. Okay. And um, I mean, you know, there can be all sorts of different rounds, right? You know, ones that involve like you actually get given a uh, a, a a bone or a, like a flipper or something, and you've got to demonstrate the the <laughs> motion of it. What does this do? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and you're like sort of sniffing it and squeezing it, and it like turns out it's a, it's a flap from there. Gallbladder. Oh, that's good. I like that because um, it's kind of like is it is that a thing in in uh, like 
antiques roadshow where people come with something and then the guy has to tell them what the fuck it is. I think that was actually from Collectors. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah, right. That show. That show. How do you think people... No, let's not talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, dear. No, that's fine. Anyway, just so that it breaks the awkwardness, there was a pedophile in that show. All right, <laughs> here we go. Uh, he and wasn't just, a pedophile. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wasn't a pedophile. Just in case, for legal reasons, he wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> and also for regular reasons. Uh, but there was... Anyway, there was a kerfuffle. There was a kerfuffle? <laughs> there was a kerfuffle. <laughs> there was causing a kerfuffle. Yeah. It was a third degree kerfuffle. I don't think the show recovered. No, I don't think it did. But Subway has surprisingly... Endured. Endured. Still yeah. one of the biggest franchises... But baffling to me that Subway is such a successful franchise because all everything there tastes awful. It yeah. just like at least with um, McDonald's, it tastes fried, right? The fried yeah. just tastes fried. Fried is like an alternative to fresh, but Subway stuff doesn't taste fresh. Yeah. Subway stuff tastes stale. Yeah, that's what that, that's kind of what the, the the general vibe I've been getting from everybody. It kind of feels like like your sandwiches have have been in your bag or or in open air for, yes. for 6 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird cuz you watch them make it in front of you, mm. right? I think it helps if you get it toasted. It, t- it tastes less uh, less stale. Well, then you're bringing it back towards the fried end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. But that's that was something I was thinking about the other day about McDonald's is that you never feel like like you never worried that you're going to get like food poisoning from McDonald's because in a way it doesn't feel like you're necessarily eating things that are (laughs) all that food-like like Like they they even have the option like you never go like Jesus the chicken in this burger cooked that is not a concern no it's not a concern ever and there is a feeling of like that bacteria like you can be like this isn't for you like you you can have a word with bacteria (laughs) you know Food, food is for you. Yeah, but this isn't that. Yeah, no, this no, you isn't don't... where bacteria goes. Okay, you go find yourself a nice thing that you know. Is a, uh, find yourself a a, and a it, kebab van. Yeah, and it's and it's to good thrive to, in. and it's good to sort of like to to be condescending towards the bacteria <laughs> in that way. Yeah, rather than feeling what is the proper truth, which is probably more like the bacteria doesn't even. Like has better sense than we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's well. That's yeah. That's a very confronting thing to think about. Yeah. But for too long. But you know, like uh, to, yesterday, I was reading a little article about this guy in Silicon Valley. Bacteria is say what you like about bacteria. It's it's, it's very good at resisting advertising, like, right? Like has a very strong sense of self and won't won't be pandered to by this. You know, won't be manipulated. Anyway, no. sorry, carry no, on. No, absolutely. Um, they're not vulnerable to to marketing. Yes, um, it's in, in in many ways they they're already super bugs. Um, anyway, because of their ability to resist <laughs> resist marketing, <laughs> it's like antibiotic resistant. Yeah, but they've been advertising resistant for years. Yeah, no, yes. Sorry, I don't know why I said no. Well, because that's the way we use the language. Oh. It's a massive contradiction. Well, it seems very... Whatever. Um, yesterday, I was reading an article about, uh, you know, like some guy in Silicon Valley, and he was talking about uh, that that kind of like, you know, his, he's about kind of like, you know, switching off a little bit more off your phone, but he doesn't think that we're all to blame for our addiction to our phones because... He's worked on some of these things, and the whole point uh, of of a lot of these apps and software is that you are you are tapping into the brain's vulnerabilities, right? And, and making them like making things very easy to become addicted to, right? And, so it's like they've they've you know people are always trying to hack into phones and like mm. find zero day exploits and that sort of thing so that they can access our personal data, but the people who make the phones are actually trying to hack into our brains and find weaknesses and, and security already, flaws and they they completely good. have and there has not been a firmware upgrade on the brain or you know an antivirus upgrade on the brain for yeah. a really long time and there won't be i don't think for <laughs> ages um and and so he's kind of starting to say well like so first of all i love that because i love the 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 taking away of the responsibility on me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, oh, we need more of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then also he was starting to bring up the idea that there should be more ethics in 
video thing. game journalism. Oh, oh no, that wasn't what he was saying actually. But good, oh, good. guess, really good guess. Uh, no, his in 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 app making like that that we shouldn't yeah, actually right. be completely like because obviously you make more money by Sorry, my phone is beeping a lot while this conversation is happening. Well, so why don't, why don't to... you check? Well, I mean, no, I'm just putting it on silent. I'm sorry. No, no, it's completely okay. Anyway, I didn't really have anywhere I was going with this, um, but but maybe that we could we could turn that kind of idea uh, into a sketch in some way, uh, either through uh, either doing something exactly on this idea, somebody coming to app companies trying to make them less addictive and trying to get people to be less on the apps, and then the company being like, "But we make more money when we when people spend more time yes. on our apps." Um, or you try to do it with another thing that is another thing that is addictive. It's um, it's it's amazing because what the phone is is really like it is the most direct and scientific and you know uh, controllable way to just tap into somebody's brain, right? Mm. Like before before the phone existed, yeah. like. There are all these barriers to just getting into somebody's brain. But now it is right there and you it can just like get straight in. Send it to a printing press. Yeah, you know, or you yeah. had to build a whole religion about it and like convince them to come in once a week so you could get into their brain. But now you just have a thing and you can just make the thing buzz and people will look at it and then you can just put something in their brain. Yeah, that's And that true. is like amazing. And the, the speed at which you're able to run tests, try different things... Um, finesse the ways in which you manipulate people's, you know, reactions and consciousness, etc. Yeah, is uh, is 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 unprecedented, Alistair. Well, well, is there something in that? Like, there's something in which where like either somebody who's trying to use it for good, but it's like, like I don't know, because it's so weird. Because even in order to like use these techniques for good. Yes. You would have to be manipulating people. And yeah, you would, you yeah. Know. And is 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 it possible to manipulate people for good? Hmm. Mm. Wasn't there a thing like that that Facebook did briefly a couple of years ago where they were like, "We've actually been playing with your emotions because we've been trying yes. to show you guys more of something and just seeing if it makes you happier or sadder." Yeah, and they did. And they they, did. they they increased the incidence with which posts with like negative comments in them were visible in people's news feeds and then they registered how many negative comments were or status updates or something were made as a result of that. And yeah, they saw that, well, when you expose people to more sad things, they get sadder. Hmm. So thank you, Facebook, for uh, a little bit of science that yeah. you did there. Well, Very good. Well, that's the thing that people complain about a lot, you know, uh, where there's a, a studies come out and then people go, Oh well, I'm glad they spent money on that study. Yeah, you know, like obviously yeah. that's true. Um, is there a way that we could find humor in people who, uh, who basically do those studies? Like, well, I mean, that's what the Ig Nobel um, Prize is, right? Where they give out the award for the most useless or stupid scientific yeah. paper, yeah. research paper. Mm. But what about people who definitely like, like I guess, I guess maybe the the humor would be in sort of sl slightly unethical testing on things on people. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, like so. Let, let's say you go. Would it would do people become sadder if you if you you make them watch ten hours of videos being of dogs being put down? <laughs> like, what impact does that have? <laughs> Oh god. Okay, that's amazing. How do we turn that into something? <laughs> because yeah, or okay, all right. So so like the ignoble prizes, but like a version of that that for for just like I mean it, it and it almost doesn't sound like a joke when you say it like this, but for just bad or unethical <laughs> scientific experimentation. Yeah, but but like but 
I guess for me, the sketch wasn't about the awards. Sure, sure. Uh, the sketch was just more about the research group. The people who were doing this Yeah, stuff. who were doing it. And so, like, I Great. mean, it could be people whose life, like, a, a research group whose life goal is to win an ignoble prize. No, that's a, that's a, that's a bit too... But, but okay, yeah. what about this? What if it's like... It's like sad labs or sad... It's mm. it's 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 a it's a an organized research organization called Sad Labs, yeah. and they just research new ways to make people sad, or like all their research is is in well, some way the, the, sad. Well, the research is all about sadness. Yeah, and so they're they're they're, they're trying to. <laughs> oh, that's that is great. Yeah, they're they're measuring the impact of different kinds of sadness, sadness. like or, or 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 tragedy on yes sadness. Yes, and uh, yeah. That's a fun. I think that's a really fun idea. It's really good, um, and people are probably doing it somewhere. And if you are, we want to, you to know that we think what you're doing is a joke. Is a joke, but also, it's great that it that exists. Amazing. And get in contact. I don't know why. <laughs> I just <laughs> I want to touch you. Um. Yeah. I think. Look. I think Sad Labs is a really fun idea. Right. Um. I almost want to base a whole sitcom on Sad Labs. Sad Labs. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Alistair, it sounds like it might be a little bit dark. It's pretty dark, isn't it? It's pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... A bit of black humor in that one, There's a bit of black humor in there, and you know how much I love that. You know, who would love that? Who? Me? Jack D. Jack D. Drews? No, Jack D., the oh. uh, British comedian. Oh, because oh, he's quite dark and he's sad. He's quite dark and sad. And I he's... think he had a sitcom called Lead Balloon or something, which was sort of a bit dark and sad. Da- dark and sad, yeah. yeah. So do you think that because he hit himself is dark and sad and makes dark and sad comedy, do you think that means that he is a big fan of it? Or do you think he's kind of like Ronan Keating where he doesn't really like the kind <laughs> of music that he makes? And he's really more like likes listening to the Rolling Stones. So yeah, is, was it you who told me this thing about Ronan Keating that he he has been interviewed and said that he doesn't really like his music? Uh, I saw that on Rove, so I'm not sure if I told you. Right, and you saw Ronan Keating actually say that yeah, on yeah, Rove. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. So is this the kind of music that you'd listen to? And he goes, "Oh God, no." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might have just been joking. No, I think it like it. There's just something about like I've I've now since then. Smile on your face and let me know that you need me. Um, recent last no or this year, I saw him on X Factor or something like that. I've watched one or two episodes, and he's he's quite a funny guy because there's an obliviousness to him, right? Like or or. Like he must be really good at sort of the business and and the the music of you know being a pop star. Yes, right. But he's I think he's also quite an uncertain guy, and he's probably like I wouldn't be surprised. Like I could I could imagine that in Ireland, which I think is where he's from. Yes, uh, being into Ronan Keating music is not cool. And, right. Do and you think he knows Irish that? Irish people? Uh, are 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 from from my in my experience are very good at giving people shit. Sure. Right. Uh, him as the kind of guy who may not want to receive the be at the the receiving end of some shit. Right. Has probably distanced himself from his own music. Right. <laughs> uh, by not really listening to his own music, therefore remaining cool and being like being cool by benefiting from the kind of music that he makes, but mm-hmm. not enjoying mm-hmm. it. And so, I don't know. This is that was, that's been my theory. Yeah, that's great. I was trying to think of a, a, a joke to make about uh, that's why he prefers it when people say nothing at all <laughs> because no one in Ireland can uh, say anything nice about it. But about his music. Yeah. About his, his music, which they think is bad. Yeah. So I think that's fair. I think that's, I think that's all right. I that's think all right. It, that's a pretty good line. To be said for that. Look, I'm not going to lie. We we do already have five sketches. Thank you for be- your honesty, Alistair. Yeah. Um, um, well, should we wrap it up? I mean, we can make it a short one. We don't have to do really long episodes. That's true. Maybe we can do more of them. We could do more shorter. episodes. And, and each one will become shorter and shorter. We'll do more and more and more. We'll be releasing thousands of podcasts a day containing mm-hmm. only moments. Moments. Fractions of a moment. Seconds. 
But all you can hear is just a weird buzz. <laughs> but then when you zoom in and you slow it down in, and yeah. enhance... Somewhere inside there so five, five sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. In which you could create maybe 15 minutes of comedy. Could be. Could be, Al. God. All right. Well, all right. Oh, should we wrap it up? You want to tell, tell us what we got, Alistair? All right, we've got fixing a relationship to avoid pile of bricks. Or the... <laughs> The friendship, so it's like uh, some mm. some people fixing, mm. either fixing their friendship, no wait, fixing a ship, the friendship, as a metaphor for fixing their mm. friendship, mm. while they're also fixing the friendship, or the other way around, where you're fixing your friendship as a metaphor for fixing this ship called the friendship. <laughs> Which somehow, like, I think it, I just want to I mean, know how feels, that was... It feels right to me, but yes. Look, the... I'm sorry to go into this a little bit further, but I guess, like, I was trying to analyze it, right, in my mind before, but we we moved on. But, like, how does a metaphor like that work, right? So, like, because you're fixing a ship, let's say, let's say, the the other way around is that you're fixing a ship, but while fixing the ship, uh, it is a metaphor, but but it's, it's that whilst doing it, something is happening in which you're... Relationship is automatically being fixed. Yeah, in, indeed. Well, not automatically, but like it, you are doing work on it in a way that isn't isn't visible. So, like you know, you yeah. would you would have these two guys working on the ship. So, mm-hmm. if we're doing the standard metaphor direction, yeah. you have these two guys working on the ship, and then you know that to begin with things are a bit rough. Uh, you know, they're handing each other spanners without really talking. You know how you fix ships with yeah, spanners. Absolutely. A lot of loose nuts. Probably like some rivets. Rivets, absolutely, Alistair, yeah. absolutely. But then <laughs> Um But then, you know, you oh it's through a montage and sort of over time, maybe you know, we, we see them sort of laughing and you know, mm. and then, then, then maybe we see one of them help another one with something else in their lives and we see that oh it's the friendship that's been fixed. Yeah. Right? Now, it's very difficult to show it the other way around, which is where, as two people spend time and have good conversations together, we see that... A boat. (laughs) Almost without a word being spoken or without an action being made, a boat (laughs) becomes repaired. Repaired, yeah. (laughs) And so that's why I... (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm like, willing to say, Alistair, that this physically cannot be done. Okay, so like, let's say, let's say they go out and they're, they're working on their relationship. Oh. They both go and get like a bag of dim sims. <laughs> great, right. great. Okay, and, and then, then one guy's got a uh, got an extra dim sim, so they share it. Yeah, they okay, they share it. Right, they share it, and then they chuck over their shoulder <laughs> the. The, the the paper in which the dim sims were held it's kind of a bit wet with uh with sort of soy sauce and things like that yeah, okay and it fall and it, it kind of rolls and and falls into the hole of this hull right and it's and it begins to clog the hole in the hull uh, and, and so while they're doing this then at some point they trip and accidentally weld like or something like that you know like there's maybe like there's, there's got to be a way in which well the metaphor goes the other way. It, <laughs> I mean, there has to be. It feels like we're reaching for it, but Alistair, you've convinced me that it can be done. It can be done. All right. It can be Great. done. Great. Um, so the second sketch that we came up with is uh, those. Wait. Oh no. Oh yeah. House got in will is haunted by uncle's inability to come up with <laughs> clever quips. <laughs> so that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that would be that would be really hard to spend a night in that house. Oh yeah, right. Because like you know, just be so many moments where you just have to watch this uncle just just struggling in these social situations. So t- terrible. It would be like being at a bad comedy night. Yes. Yeah. Or like like a live podcast recording where nobody got a laugh. And it's there, and everybody's saying things as if to get a as laugh. If to get, have you been to those? Well, I feel like I've been at least contributed to <laughs> adding that feeling to a to a podcast. Um, presentation to school kids about uh, 
uh, about things that be- that are that are addictive, but so deadly that you don't you get to experience withdrawal. So right. Like, yeah, that's your thing. Like like yeah. being swallowed by a whale is actually you don't know this, but it it it, it is hugely physically addictive. And that's that's a really big concern because if it didn't kill you. I mean, it then could it, turn into a real damaging spiral. Yeah, it, uh, and it, one that one that could possibly end in death. Yes, an, an epidemic that <laughs> could that could that could swallow our whole all all our rural kids. communities. Yeah, rural communities. They're in the grip of this. Yeah. Fortunately, I, not many whales in rural communities. Yeah, except out for in the coastal rural commu- communities. Can you be coastal and rural? Well, I feel like Tathra, where I've spent some time. Should I be telling people where I grew up? No. Anyway. Uh, is is rural, you know, it's like there's no big cities nearby. Canberra's three hours away. I feel like you're either coastal or you're rural. You can't no, be both. You see, Andy, you're mistaking inland with with rural. I'm not mistaking, Alistair. Those two are Venn diagrams that overlap. Mm. And Venn diagrams that are landlocked by other Venn diagrams. You know, Andy, the bloody... What, Alistair? The... the the rural, the coastal rural communities have have had it up to here, <laughs> with with being ignored by yeah. people and uh, fuck them. Your funding, uh, how okay? How do whales work? Panel show sketch. <laughs> I had to put sketch in there. I didn't write sketch uh, for yeah, any of the well, others. Anyone might have thought that that was a just a panel. I just show. didn't want. Well, that's right. I think that's kind of it because I thought it was going to be a full panel show. So that's why I was trying to work on trying to get it. Anyway. I think that's a great thing. Man, a podcast where we tried to come up with five panel shows, that'd that, be, rough. be I real think, rough. I think we could do it. I think if we just need to focus our... Real bloody rough. And uh, the final one is Sad Labs, which is a whole lab, possibly a whole uh, department at a university, which is dedicated to the study of sadness. And uh, testing different elements think, of, let's say, tragedy on people's feelings, and you know, I think, I think, what about just like a, you know, I think one of the experiments is people turn up to be part of the experiment, and then they say, "I'm sorry, we've had to cancel the experiment." I oh, see that's And good. then everyone goes away a little bit sad. But then they say, "Oh, we've brought it back up," <laughs> and then they they bring them back, and then they test them to yeah, see how yeah. different they feel. Andy, that's the end. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. To the pod, to, to, to the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I feel like I'm getting much worse at matching any kind of rhythm or. Thank you. Thank you very much. 